Why does Jesus say, do not pull out the weeds? This seems to be a sort of contradiction from last week when we heard about the different soil types and those with thorns. And it sounded like we were supposed to pull the thorns out. After all, as we know, that there's only so many resources in a field. There's only so much water, so much nutrients, so much nitrogen, and the rest. So if you have more weeds, there's less for the, the, the good plants to grow. Well, this is a good question. Why is Jesus asking us to leave the weeds for now? And to answer this question, it might be helpful to know that if we go back to Jesus' context, if we go back to the Middle East, there was a weed that was called cockle, and it was almost identical to wheat, the good crop. So much so that experienced farmers couldn't tell the difference until it was almost fully grown, it had established, and the stock was, was well established. So this was a problem, again, it was, it was very identical. And I, unfortunately, this weed cockle was also extremely toxic for humans to eat. But harvest time, farmers would have to be very diligent and they'd have to be very meticulous in sorting out the wheat from the weeds. And if they didn't, thousands of loaves of bread would have to be discarded. They'd have to be thrown away. And as Jesus alluded to in his parable, it was actually not uncommon for rival farmers, for enemies to get back at each other by going out in the field in the middle of the night and actually throwing the cockle weed, the seeds, into the fields. Again, this was the context which Jesus was talking into. Therefore, if cockle was not taken away or watched, it had the potential of destroying an entire field and even the livelihood of an entire community. And again, the problem was you couldn't even tell that it was cockle until it was almost too late. And spiritually for us, although we don't have cockle in North Dakota, we have other weeds to worry about, we have to be very watchful and diligent for the false grains that can grow in our own hearts. And in reality, all of us have the potential to be like the wheat. We have the potential to grow to maturity and to bear much fruit. But unfortunately, all of us also have the potential to be the cockle, to appear to be wheat, but really to grow and to move into areas of, of sin, into evil. And in this way, we can become toxic to others or even destroy a community by taking a whole field down with us. And in the history of our church, this is very clear, that almost the, the cockle, what seems to be a weed, ends up having a conversion, ends up coming back to the faith. Some of our greatest saints, St. Saint Augustine, he had a child out of wedlock. St. Paul, we know, was one of the early uh, uh, attackers of the church, and that he persecuted the early Christians. And even St. Mary Magdalene, who's a prostitute, who we celebrated yesterday in the calendar. And on the contrast, we have those that we would assume to be the greatest saints, those that we would think to be wheat. We have Judas, who is one of Christ's own chosen apostles. He's one of his early bishops. We also have the many scandalous popes that we know about that ended up leading to the Protestant Reformation. Therefore, if we imagine ourselves to be in the Middle East during this context, like the cockle or the wheat, 
we could turn out to be either. And in addition, although this reality may be startling and even alarming, as, as it should be, we should not be afraid. Because before we die, it is never too late to turn back to God and to start again. And we know this based on the first reading from wisdom that we just heard. That we heard that although Jesus is the master of might, he actually judges with clemency or with mercy. He governs with much leniency and kindness. And Jesus, God, gives us, his children, good ground for hope. God permits repentance for our sins, and he allows us to come back again and again. So in other words, one answer to the question, why does Jesus not pull out the weeds, is perhaps Jesus doesn't pull them out or want them to be pulled out because he has tremendous hope and a deep desire that through his grace, all men have the opportunity to receive salvation in this life. So it's the truth of our faith that God desires all men to be saved, and he works tirelessly for this. And in this way, Jesus, Jesus will never give up on us. And from this perspective, Jesus as the farmer sees the field. He sees that we're still growing. And analogically, we could say Jesus, in a sense, doesn't yet judge whether we're the wheat or yet the cockle. There is still time to decide. This is true for all of us here today, as well as all of our family members who may be away from the church. Again, Jesus doesn't pull out the weeds for there is still time for conversion. So for us, if we have children who no longer practice the faith, friends who have fallen away, like Jesus, we should have hope that through the relentless and persistent work of the Spirit, spiritual seeds may be planted and future conversions may occur. But on the other end, we should not take this mercy for granted this clemency, this leniency that Jesus has. We shouldn't put off our salvation for the last minute till the moment before we die. For all of us will die, as we know, and none of us really know the moment when our death will come. And it's actually at the moment of our death that we will be judged. That at that moment, whether we have chosen God in our life or if we have chosen ourselves in sin, this will decide our fate for all eternity. And it's Jesus' words himself who says this. We just heard that he says that the weeds and the devil, the one who scatters the cockle, will be gathered and thrown into a fiery furnace where there will be welling and grinding of teeth. And again, for this reason, not with fear but with hope, it is the time for us to recommit ourselves to the sacraments, to re-examine our state in life, go to confession if it has been a while, and even ask for a deeper desire to allow the Holy Spirit to come to the aid of our weaknesses. And also, again, in this place of hope, not in fear, we should recommit ourselves for our family members who are perhaps away from the church. But again, Jesus is telling us to do this without fear, but with hope. And like the parable of the mustard seed, like Paul, Augustine, or Mary Magdalene, although the seed perhaps seems small, and seemingly insignificant, everyone has the potential to be a great saint, to be the largest of plants. And may it be so.